0: Cut to the inside of a trailer On the beach In California Setting sun Inside on the TV Black and white television It wasn't black and white, but black and white television Three Stooges is playing There I am, sitting on the couch One hand Holding a picture of my dead wife The other hand A loaded gun I'm trying so hard To be a man Try not to cry But I miss my wife <laughs> The title of this track Is like Just a cop I love this song Little Mel Gibson, <laughs> Mel Gibson The Lethal Weapon I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. Could also be like a a thoughtful scene from a a heist movie by Michael Mann, you know? (laughs) What a nerd. Hi, everybody. It's uh, me, Mike Petchy. This is uh, my podcast. You're listening to what would normally be a Thursday catch-up episode but this is uh, gonna be our film quest wrap up episode. Whew, rhyming today. Today's gonna it's gonna be our film quest wrap up episode of in love with the process. Hi, welcome. Come on in. Have a seat. Um, yeah, it's uh, I'm recording this in California. This is uh, Friday, the tenth. It took me uh, this long to um, recover. I'm gonna put some music on the background here. Let's get some stuff going took me this long to recover from film quest uh what'd you guys think did you guys enjoy the film quest series uh i have to say man it was as fun as it sounded and this by far is the best film festival experience that i've ever had um big shout out to our friends over at puget systems for making it happen for coming through as always these guys always come through for us here on the show. And please do me a favor, show some love for them. All right? So just post. There's a few posts on my Instagram page. Just tag Puget Systems in the post um, and just let them know. Just give them, give them a heads up and tell them, like, look, man, we love the fact that you're sponsoring Mike's show. We love the fact that you helped make his movies happen. Because they do. They really do. And I'm not the only one. I know for a fact that there are plenty of other filmmakers out there that also have Puget Systems that are editing on their systems. It's like we live in a culture, in a, a corporate culture, where it's incredibly difficult to do anything beyond what is marketed to us, beyond what is what we think is the norm or what we are sold as the norm. And uh, what I love about Puget Systems is that these guys it's like they're under the grid, you know what I mean? They're the company that is making the tools for us artists that use them, that love to have tools that work for us, you know what I mean? We're not beholden to some giant you know, business strategy or marketing strategy or PR strategy or, you know, I, I'm, here we go, your boy's already started. I've had this phone for about a year now maybe a little longer than a year it's a great phone from one of the larger phone companies right the same kind of company that makes all of the supposed computers that you're supposed to buy if you're a real filmmaker right um and they just released their new phone new titan or whatever it is and suddenly suddenly my shit on my phone doesn't work anymore it's it's sinister it's sinister and i know i start saying this and everybody rolls their eyes but it's fucking true man. the week that they release their new phone suddenly all my apps aren't working correctly. you know what I mean? Sinister shit so uh, I, I I don't put up with it. I really don't when it comes to, especially when it comes to making our work and, and especially when it comes to editing like I don't want any of these games getting in, in the way of me doing my job and so I jump ship from them pretty fucking quickly now I was getting shit when I was recording on uh, location, because I had a bunch of the filmmakers sitting around and I would talk about Puget Systems, and someone pointed out that I was recording the show on my MacBook Pro laptop. Yes, I have a 2012 MacBook Pro laptop that I am barely keeping alive. The morning before the Doug Jones thing, The fucking power cable fell apart, and so Gina frantically had to go running around to find me a new power cable because the battery won't stay charged. Okay, so (laughs) that is what I remotely record on is my 2012 MacBook Pro because I fucking refuse to spend $3,500 on the new laptop and have to go through the process of getting all sorts of uh, dongle, not even dongles, but like breakout cables so that I could start plugging in multiple USBs. It's so fucking annoying. So anyway, uh, Puget Systems is the place that I go because these, uh, the men and women over there, they know that it's all about us and our work and we're first, right? We're first. And so they want to build tools that work for us and they want to support us. So please do me a favor, give them a shout out. Like I said, find any of my posts on Instagram and just, you know tag at puget systems and let them know that you guys really appreciated this series that you appreciate all the support and love that they show me and my work and the podcast because truth be told man without them the show wouldn't be what it is and while you're at it if you want to continue spreading some love do the same thing for Fujifilm, right tag Fujifilm and uh, let them know the same thing because Uh, We're pushing the end of the year, and, you know, at the end of the year, sponsors are always checking in, and they're like, what's happening? And is anybody listening to the show? And uh, the show is free, and uh, the reason why it is free is because of our sponsors. And so if you just take a few minutes and just show some love, go there, hang them out, click the links in the description of this episode, um, and uh, yeah, man, it'll be cool for us, it'll be cool for them, and the show will continue to be free which I will be excited about. So anyway, uh it's just me today hanging out, doing a recap, just sort of uh, closing the book on Film Quest and the adventure. If you have been following me at uh on Instagram at Mike petchy or at the uh podcast Instagram, which we've been keeping pretty lively lately, at In Love with the Process Pod, that's In Love with the Process POD. Uh you saw the news. Yes, I won best uh, director, best short film director at uh, FilmQuest, which is quite the honor. It really is, and um, you know, I like. I it's it blows my mind that uh, we were even nominated, and um, we found out too, honestly, which is really funny. We found out that we were secretly nominated. So what FilmQuest does, which is kind of genius, is that they don't announce all the nominations because they want to surprise you at the awards ceremony and they want to make sure that the filmmakers go to the awards ceremony. So it's genius. Um, But uh, we were also, um, there was a secret nomination for Come Home for Best Cinematography, which (laughs) (laughs) there's this piece of me that I wish that we won only because uh on if you watch come home when you finally see come home you'll see that the cinematography credit goes to rj mccready <laughs> and if you guys are a nerd you know rj mccready is the uh kurt russell's character name from the thing and so what i was hoping is that we want it just specifically so that me and travis Prow, who's the camera operator on it could go up on stage and accept the award on behalf of kurt russell who wouldn't be there because of the sex strikes <laughs> it's so stupid and so nerdy but that was the i mean it look we're honored to get the nomination to begin with uh, but we were really hoping that that would happen and it was like this thing on the fly because we had no idea it was literally they were calling out the nominations for best cinematography and then they tacked us at the end so wow! i'm sitting there i'm like oh fuck if we go up and i was trying to come up with this story <laughs> as quickly as i could because uh it was definitely a surprise so uh film quest was great to us and so was uh nightmares film festival so those of you uh who couldn't make it to film quest but you guys ended up over at nightmares uh we were in that festival we screened there we were nominated lance was nominated for uh best lead performance i think in a short Um, and uh, a lot of great folks were there. A lot of our friends, like uh, Stu Valberg was there, uh, who has Pizzagate, and a bunch of the filmmakers uh, that we ended up meeting at the second half of FilmQuest came over from Nightmares. So there was a lot of folks coming over. I'm very excited to try to get on the show. Um, It was just, like, it was a fucking whirlwind 10 days on this whole festival circuit with this, and... Uh, look, I know your boy has had a bad opinion about film festivals for quite some time, and I made it my goal to sort of, you know, reintroduce myself, because this is the first time in 10 years plus, over 10 years, that I've submitted a film to film festivals. And, uh, you know, I think we got into FilmQuest first, we got into Hollywood Shorts, and then we got into Nightmares. Um, and it, it's been an honor uh, and very humbling that every festival that we've gotten into, we've been nominated for something with this movie. Um, and so just to wrap up for those new listeners here, just so you guys know, because a lot of folks were like, okay, what were the nominations? So we were nominated at FilmQuest for Best Horror Short Film, uh, which we didn't get, which is fine. The, the one that got it looked really great. Uh, we were nominated for Best Sound. It didn't surprise me that we didn't get Best Sound because there were some amazing you know uh you know emmy award-winning sound engineers that were there and i love my crew like me mike tran um and uh jonathan bates we we did all the sound work on this on our own but you know we can't compete with the emmy boys i didn't think that was gonna happen um we were nominated for best editing which is uh i forget who got it but it looked like they did a pretty good job if I had won that, that would have that I would have gone up and thanked Puget Systems for that because without their help on this computer, I wouldn't have been able to cut that. Um, and then let's see, what else were we nominated for? Uh, best. Well, we won for best directing, and I feel like there was one other one. Oh my God, my brain just froze. right at the fuck up. <clears throat> but yeah, so it was it was quite the honor. Like I said, Lance was nominated for Best Performance at Nightmares. I thought for a hot second when they were showing, when they were calling out secret nominations, that he was going to get it um, at FilmQuest. And I know I'm biased, but I really felt like he, sh- he deserved a nomination for his piece. Um, and I said this when I went up and I accepted the award for Best Director. It, it's Lance's movie. It really is. I mean, he carries Come Home. I'm getting a lot of credit because of his work. Uh, he really does carry this film, and um, you know I was bummed that he didn't get a nom, but I made sure. That's why I wanted him to come back when we were doing the photos and all the press stuff, uh, which we still haven't got yet. Um, but um, yeah, because it's it's Lance's movie. He carries his fucking movie, and <clears throat> my job as a director is just to get out of his way. So uh thank you lance for doing that and if you guys notice he's not on the show today are you bummed that he's not here i mean uh the two of us were the you know the crockett and Tubbs, the deadly duo for fucking you know nine episodes right eight episodes i think he missed one um i love having him around right he sounds good on the mic you guys love him uh we'll see we'll try to get him in more often on the show we'll see what we can do he's busy boy uh, so, uh, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And if you, when you listen to the show, if you haven't listened to the series yet, go back and listen to it and listen to it now. Cause I don't think it's going to be public for that long. Uh, we're toying with the idea of doing a members only, uh, uh, in love with the process, super fan section that will have special episodes like these on them. Um, and we're toying with this right now we're also toying those of you who are waiting to see um who's there um we're also toying with putting that all that stuff together so as we push into the new year and i know i was promising releasing it in october but we, the festival stuff kicked in and it just slowed everything down so you're just going to have to put up with me but uh yeah uh we're we're toying with creating a like a, a like a members group right cuz there's so many of you that want more there's so many of you out there that Uh, You know, we're excited to send you three favorite horror movies and you felt like you were included and you're just excited about 12KM and you want it to be a bigger, bigger deal. Uh, I'm thinking about making it into something a little bit larger that hopefully doesn't take over my life as far as like running this fucking thing. But at the same token, uh, delivers uh, just a little bit more exclusivity to those of you who are true fucking horror fans and who really, really, really want to be a part of something cool um i'm thinking about doing something like this i'm toying with it if you guys are down for it just write to me and let me know say like dude i want to be involved with that um if there's enough people that want to be involved with it it's worth me taking away from doing some movie work to actually spend some time in organizing that that whole situation i'm trying to make something work you know what i mean i gotta be smart about this shit um so yeah can you hear my voice i'm still fucked so if you go back and you listen to the the film Quest series, you'll it's kind of broken up into two parts, right? Because we were there from the twenty sixth of October till the fifth of November, the long time to be in Provo. Uh, one would have thought that I would have become Mormon, which, which I didn't. <laughs> I was there that long that uh, you would think it would have rubbed off on you. Um, but what's cool about it is that. There are two different groups, so most people didn't stay for the full run. You had the people that came for the first half, and they were screening in the first half and going through that process, and then you had the people that were there for the second half. Oh, Gina just woke up. You look great this morning. Hello, darling. You're doing a podcast. Yeah, just real quick. I'm um, be making some noise. You can make noise. There's no guest on. It's just me. Um. So, uh, what was I saying? So the first half uh i have like the scots right the dudes that did lure love those guys david and his crew um they're with us um and then you know our house was just essentially me and lance in the beginning because a bunch of the folks that i had invited had to bail had to bail at the beginning which you know sucks you try to convince people like this is a once in a lifetime fucking opportunity here everybody you should probably come you know but you know a lot of people in l.a when you're in Los Angeles and you feel like you have to get up and you got to leave your house, it becomes complicated, and difficult. <laughs> Actually, they had real reasons. to be a dick. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we had the front end and then we met Jay Scott, right? Who's our second guest on the show. Uh, great writer. He was there for Dixieland with, with Tony Todd. Speaking of which, Mike, Tony Todd wants to be on the show. Hold on, Tony Todd. I got to write this down. I got to fucking follow up on that. Um, so uh yeah we met with jay we did a great interview with him and uh we fell in love with the dude he's a nice guy he's really cool and it was hard to be sitting in this house that had you know you know beds for fucking 18 uh and not invite him and so when you hear the episode you'll hear uh, at the end of the i don't think we do it on air i don't think we did i think we did it after Uh, but we wrapped up and i said to him like where are you staying And he's like i'm staying at the hotel and I was like, why don't you just come stay with us, man? Um, And he did, which was fun. He ended up like jumping out of his hotel, getting his money back and then staying with us. And he was only going to stay a a portion of it. Uh, And he ended up staying for the entire run and then ended up being like a chef in the kitchen for us. He was making like epic breakfast burritos. He's got his wrap down. He really does. He's got like the burrito wrap and then the toasting of the burritos. Really good work, Jay. Uh, His movies are fantastic and he became the third Stoogia, right? The three Stooges, me, Lance and and Jay all week were there um, and we had so much fun and you'll hear it in the show. Um, So then we make our way halfway through the week or the 10 days and then the folks start showing up and there's nothing cooler than having your friends come and support your friends, be a part of like a fun adventure. And I was just really proud. I, like, at one point, I had every lead actor from all the movies that I made staying with us. So I had, obviously, Lance. I had uh, Gene Raven. Those of you who have seen 12 Cam, Gene was the horny, <laughs> the horny drill worker around the hole. Um, <laughs> super creepy to say it that way. Gene is also <clears throat> the lead in uh, Who's There?, Um, And then we were also joined by Nick Apostolides, who is uh, the lead in the Punisher movie that no one's been able to see. He played Frank Castle, but uh, he's also been in a bunch of other pieces that I've done. And uh, he is the voice of uh, Leon in the Resident Evil video games. So he also makes an appearance. There is a moment towards the end of our run, which I haven't released yet. At some point I will, where we were up all night having beers And having a house party, essentially. And uh, I just opened the mics and we went upstairs and did an impromptu episode with everybody that's staying in the house. And it's a great episode. It's a very positive episode. I think it's probably the most (laughs) positive uh, podcast of In Love With The Process. I mean, we're officially in love with The Process on that episode. Um, And uh, I will release that soon. I don't know if that one's going to go to the public or if that's just going to go to the members only area. But it's worth it, man. It's a great episode. Um, and i get love and i show love to everybody that is hanging out with us for the run what's your favorite episode did you guys enjoy doug jones holy shit that guy is awesome what a gentleman you know what a gentleman and a guy that knows his craft that loves his craft and he's super fun to hang out with i mean within the first two minutes he we were like all best buds you know and it was crazy that here's Here's what's really interesting about him is that Lance had been talking to him for a while on the internet years ago or a year ago, or whatever it was, a, a period of time ago. And uh, he hadn't communicated with him in a while. And they'd never met in real life. And so when Doug came upstairs to to get on the mics, Lance was upstairs, and Doug's like, well, wait a minute, I know." And then they had this connection, and he knew exactly who he was, and he knew what they were talking about. And that means a lot, man. I know that meant a lot to Lance, but that means a lot in general because most people, especially LA people, are pretending like they fucking give a shit, right? And someone like Doug, he's getting, he's getting messages all the time from people, right? He's getting all sorts of messages from filmmakers and actors and people that admire him. Um, and he was able to remember and specifically solo out Lance when he came upstairs without having met Lance in real life. Just probably off of his thumbnail and some messages that they get, were sending each other. So right off the bat, he got brownie points from the both of us for that. Um, great, great episode, man. He shares a lot about Guillermo. I'm putting this out there. Guillermo, I want you on the show. I really do. I think you and I would get along. And I really want to uh, uh, you know, get into the nerdy world of horror with you, man. And I know you've done a bunch of podcasts, but our podcast is completely different. It'll be a completely different experience for you. Might even be cathartic. So, uh, Guillermo, come on the show. Doug, if you're listening, get Guillermo on the show. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was he. He was a gentleman. We had so much fun with Doug. Um, and uh, let's see who else the uh, the haunted vagina girls. Uh, they were a lot of fun too. They they ended up hijacking the uh the unreleased crew episode (laughs) they felt like that there wasn't enough vagina in the room so they they definitely showed up and they hijacked it loved those two they were a lot of fun to hang out with um and then uh yeah what else what else went on behind the scenes that you we can tell you guys about um josh our buddy josh showed up josh is a friend of mine uh he has uh been a loyal crew guy a loyal dude he has showed up and worked very hard for us he was uh doing lighting he was working the snow machine uh he helped me with assistant editing on come home um josh really has gone above and beyond he had quite an adventure at the uh at the at the house uh i think he fell down the stairs once or twice (laughs) Yeah, he had quite an adventure. He was there hanging out with us. Uh, Like I said, our our buddy Travis. Travis was there. Um, Great cinematographer. And Travis ended up coming on and saving my ass on day two of Come Home and just did some camera work for me. And he just crushed it. So when you do see Come Home or if you see the trailer for Come Home and those chain shots and the epic sort of Sam Raimi intense camera moves, that's him throwing his back out for us um and uh travis Pratt, couldn't, I couldn't i i couldn't do it without you, brother you really made the movie better for us and i was so excited that you were able to come out because he's one of the most fun guys to hang out with he generally is our game master we do gaming here at the house once or twice a month um and uh him and gina go head to head he put, he stands up against the beast that is the gina when it comes to gaming Um, and, uh, you know, we love you, brother. And I was very happy to have you there. Um, this is a love session episode. So stick, stay with me. Uh, also, like I said, uh, Nick showed up, Nick Apostolini showed up and he walked in when we decided to throw an impromptu barbecue. What was really cool about having this house, thanks to the Puget systems was really cool about having this house is that Provo is essentially a dry, dry County. Right, even though there is one bar, what is it, A A and G's or A G's or whatever? There is one bar where all the locals think the undesirables go to, which is true. You know, we went there; we're undesirable. Um, But there isn't much for booze there at all. And uh, you know, even with food stuff, we went to one decent place for food. There really wasn't a lot of good food stuff out there. So um, it was nice having a, a place with a chef's kitchen so much was in this airbnb these guys were amazing um really great chef's kitchen really cool backyard hot tub lots of seating area outside they had a fire pit which we hung out at multiple times and we did this barbecue nick showed up in the middle of the barbecue and there was more people showed up than i thought and i was trying to grill up burgers and sausages we had epic sausages by the way that gina found in salt lake city the best sausages i've had in a long time from salt lake city um, but, uh, he jumped on the grill. Like he literally put his bags down and jumped on the grill and started cooking. He came in and he was a fucking hero and, uh, was uh, banging out that stuff so that I could run around and, and make sure everybody was happy. Um, and I love that about Nick. He's always willing to come in and roll up his sleeves and get to work. Whether we're talking about making stuff, uh, we're talking about acting or we're talking about food. Um, And I always have a great fucking time with him when it comes to making food. Um, So I was happy to have him there. It's just like when you have solid friends that you can depend on, it's like aces, you know, in your pocket, right? Is that what they say? Is that the line? Where they're there. They're there to support you. Um, And uh, I fuck, man. And finally, uh, the, the, the gentleman, the Russian, Gene, Gene Ravin showing up, he had... He had to fly across country, so he flew from Boston out, right, and just to come support, just to be there, uh, and uh, he showed up with his charm. He's one of the most charming guys I know, and he showed up with his knowledge of uh, Russian vodka and, and Russian vodka drinking games. He took over the entire party at one point and taught everybody the, the correct way to drink vodka in Russia which involves pickles and uh and, and bread believe it or not it was quite an adventure with him um and i just I, I felt so good man it felt so nice to have these people around and to be able to give back to these folks and and have a, a house and a place that we could celebrate cinema we could celebrate our work and our past work um and then be a part of such a great film festival big shout out to FilmQuest. okay Uh, I've said, as I got back into submitting to film festivals, I was saying that I I was on the hunt for a film festival that cared. I was on a hunt for a film festival that really gave a shit about filmmakers. And I know we teamed up together and did this podcast. And I'm not just saying this stuff because we teamed up to do this podcast. You know me, I'm too fucking honest. Um, But the truth is, Jonathan and his team over at FilmQuest prioritize filmmakers. They just do. With all the events that they do, with all of uh, the, every time he gets behind the microphone, his mantra is look around. These are people that you're going to work with again. These are people that you're going to be friends with again. And then he was forcing people to mingle. I think at one point in time, he was like giving it, I don't want to say it was a competition, but he was putting it out there to say like, by the end of the day, like follow like five new people on Instagram or something like that. Um, so he was really forcing a lot of introverted filmmakers to really sort of open up and become part of the group and, and, and mingle, which was amazing. Like I've been to other film fest, the, the, there are other film festivals that they just don't give a fuck. You show up, you screen your movie, maybe you stand outside the theater and then a couple people come up to you and go, that was a great movie. That was really great. And that's the extent of it. Right, And if you're lucky, you show up with a couple friends of yours and you're like, well, I guess that's it. All right, let's go out and have some beers and celebrate. All right, let's go do that. That's what most film festivals are like. Um, and FilmQuest became this whole family run, family, family event and crazy family. By the time you get like fucking five or six days into it, you start to feel like Jonathan's your uncle. He's got all these weird quirks and all the other people have their strange quirks. It's a lot of fucking fun. It's like being at a holiday meal. With your family right it 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 just becomes fun so i i i'm not going to sugarcoat it i'm just going to say it the way that i experienced it. i loved the festival i thought it was a lot of fun um and that's not just because we won it's not just because of that i would have said the same fucking thing you you would have heard me saying the same thing at the end of this uh uh, if we hadn't won um and i thought it was fun man i I, how many times you say fucking fun mike it's just how i feel Um, so yeah I hope you enjoyed it Um, and I would do it again Uh, and we're we're talking to a couple of the film festivals out there maybe we can make something else happen but did you guys enjoy this did you enjoy going off and meeting all these different filmmakers I mean it was nearly impossible for us to schedule everybody it was impossible for us to schedule everybody to get on the show I mean when we first put the survey out to see who would want to be on the podcast and FilmQuest officially put it out, we had like 60-something people respond to us. There's no fucking way. You know, I wasn't going to do more than one podcast a day just because of how exhausting it is, and then I also wanted to experience the film festival. So, I mean, we're cramming in maybe three or four filmmakers, sometimes five filmmakers per episode. You do the math on that. It was it was incredibly difficult. And what happened was the the, the word started to get out that not only was... Uh, Our podcast, the best podcast, but also like the, everybody was talking about like being at the house and being a part of the barbecues and being part of that stuff. So the word started to get out and about halfway through the festival, people were just flooding and clamoring and, and I couldn't get to each and every one of you. And those of you who I've reached out to, I'll try to have on the show as we go through the rest of the year, just to talk about your film and talk about the experience. But man, it was just like all the way around. My, you just hear it in my voice i'm just going on and on and on about this but it's it was such a fucking great idea it was such a great idea and it worked it really fucking worked uh and i couldn't have done it without uh your support at home and i couldn't have done it without the sponsor support and while we're talking let's let's do a little sponsor stuff let's put some music on here here we go here we go your boy is doing everything live so like i was saying the show wouldn't be possible without puget systems you go to pugetsystems.com go pick yourself up a machine based upon the software you're going to use uh if you're going to build yourself a premiere system or a resolve system or just a a beefy photoshop machine um go to pugetsystems.com choose it by the software they'll offer you a baseline system to start with but they want to communicate with you they want to build something custom so talk to them. Tell them what it is that you're doing. Tell them what it is that you hate about the system that you owned before. That's important. Tell them why the old system didn't work for you. And at how long did you own that system before you had to throw it out? Like, talk about all that stuff. These, these guys like that. Um, and they will help you build something custom. And when you go there and you look at the prices, you know, some I, I had some people write back to me saying like, oh, I don't know if I can afford a Puget. Talk to them. Try to build something custom. You know what I'm saying? And when you do, tell them I sent you. Maybe they'll hook you up. You know what I mean? PewDieSystems.com. Go there and check it out. Uh, Fujifilm. So we're going to be getting into more Fujifilm series stuff as we push through the back end of the year. I'm behind. I've got a bunch of the Fujifilm Creator Series episodes that are queued right now. I actually met with the Fujifilm staff. So I've got all these episodes that we'll be rolling out. Uh, what I love about Fujifilm is they support filmmakers and they, they help make films happen. And I also love their GFX100S and then their new GFX100 i got to get my hands on that, guys. I want to try it. Uh, it's brand new, large format uh, video camera and still camera um, that competes with the big boys. Right? At a better price point. <laughs> Let's be real about it. Uh, if you guys haven't heard about this yet, go to Fujifilm's website, the link is in the description of today's episode, and check out the gfx 102. It's an amazing rig, man. So many cool details on that camera. And uh, like I said, our show wouldn't be made possible without Fujifilm, so please, just find them on Instagram at Fujifilm, I, uh, like, I think it's Fujifilm-X or something, the link is in the description of our episode. I'm always forgetting uh, uh, fucking Instagram handles, but the link is there. Just go comment on any of their posts and just say thank you for helping Mike make and love the process a reality. Okay? Um, also supporting the show are our friends over at Boca Rentals. Uh, guys, I we're going to have to jump on the call soon. Like, it's been a while since we've talked Boca. Uh, but Boca Rentals is the place to go if you're in Los Angeles or Las Vegas and you're trying to get some of the best cinema lenses possible to mount on maybe your Fuji, right? Um, if you go to bocarentals.com, there you will find an inventory, an inspiring inventory of camera support gear, lenses, all the stuff that they use to shoot your favorite TV shows and series. And what I, like, uh, what I love about Boca is that they care about young filmmakers and young cinematographers go there meet them before you have a project maybe get some training on the gear that you want to play with right uh get their opinion on what to use uh they're a great fucking resource for all this stuff go to Boca rentals and check them out on instagram okay Uh, also supporting the show our friends over at black magic Blackmagic was getting all sorts of love from all of our filmmakers during Fujifilm. At one point, one of the filmmakers actually had the new Blackmagic 6K camera on the, in the studio with us. So as we were talking about it, he was ranting and raving about it. What I use Blackmagic for, besides using their camera, because I have two cameras. I've got the Fujifilm cameras and the Blackmagic cameras. I use both of them to shoot Come Home as well as an Airy. So as you can see, I'm not a brand loyalist. I believe in tools that work. And I used each and every one of those cameras for different reasons. Uh, So they're all great tools to have at your disposal. And I could have shot come home specifically with any of those cameras on their own, but the mix of them really worked for me as an artist. I liked being able to have my Blackmagic 6K Pro sitting right next to me. I liked being able to have my Fujifilm uh, uh, X-H2S camera sitting right here next to me. Uh, The Fujifilm camera's much smaller It's a very small camera, so if I'm going to do macro stuff, I'm going to squeeze into these really tight spaces. I throw a little lens adapter on there, put my fucking macro lenses on there, and slide it right in. It's a great camera for that. The Blackmagic camera is like 6K, much larger format um, than the X-H2S, I think is what it is. Um, But uh, I use that camera for a lot of the details, a lot of the macro stuff, but also my B-cam coverage on LANCE. Um, and then, of course, we used the Alexa uh, LF for uh, the main camera on that shoot. And we were using the Atlas um, Orion series anamorphics, which I love those, camera, those lenses. And they're officially not a sponsor of the show, but I keep giving them love. Atlas, you should become a sponsor. Um, <clears throat> so check out Black Magic Design. Uh, like I said, more specifically, I use them for their Resolve. And for color grading and compositing i love them for that and so we color graded all of come home on that so honestly uh i I dedicate the uh the best cinematography nomination that we got on the film to all those guys really because uh those were the tools that i used to uh make the film look as the way it did you know so uh let's see finally let's see we got black magic we got that we got that i think i got everybody
1: I think I got everybody, but
0: uh, finally, if you are a newcomer to the show and uh, you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by the number of episodes, you know, because we've got almost 300 episodes right now, by the way, once we do the members only area, I think I'm going to only leave the last 50 episodes for free on the stream. So on the RSS feed. So if you want to catch up before that goes behind the members only wall, if you want to listen to all the early episodes, I suggest you do so. Go to inlovetheprocess.com now and I've curated the episodes by subject material. So if you just want to listen to the cinematographers, if you want to listen to the director episodes, or the chef's episodes, there's going to be a lot more food episodes on the way, by the way. We're definitely working on that stuff. I've got a great one coming next week. <laughs> <laughs> a really good episode coming next week. Um, so go to inlovewiththeprocess.com. The place to go. It is the place to go for anything that is this podcast. And I'm going to talk about this more, but uh, it is the place to go for our merch. I just updated our merch section. So those of you who have been wanting to get your hands on one of the come home t-shirts, we're going to talk about this in a minute. It's all up there. Go to process.com and check out our store. And uh, there are a few t shirts that are left up there. It will and it will continue to grow. It will be the place to go for you to uh, walk around with some sweet merch. Okay, so in love the That's it. <laughs> yeah, that just triggered that terribly. That was a terrible trigger. <laughs> What'd you drop back there? Oh, you sneeze. Was a sneeze? I tried to hold it in. Oh, sneeze it out, babe. It's okay. Um, so <clears throat> what I was mentioning in the in that ad read, if you skipped past it, um was that uh, we I, I've updated the merch section of com. Okay? So, those of you who have been asking me because you've been excited about the uh, come home t-shirts, we made a limited run of come home t-shirts. We teamed up with Puget Systems. And uh, we made uh, T-shirts that have the Come Home poster hand on the front and on the back has the skull, the tentacle skull logo um, for the podcast. And it's, it's kind of like we designed them to be like uh, a band touring shirt, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and the shirts are awesome. We were giving those shirts out, out to guests of the show I'm posting pictures of a lot of other filmmakers and guests that have been wearing the shirts over the next week. Um, and uh, a lot of you have been up my ass about trying to get your hands on these shirts. Go to com, click on the store link, and in there, they're 35 bucks a piece. I will sign them if you want me to sign them, but they're up there. And we don't have many left. This is whatever's left from our inventory. So I know we've got a bunch of smalls left, I know we have some mediums left, I think we have some 2XLs left. I don't have any larges right now, Um, but it's there. So if you want to get your hands on one of these Come Home Film Quest tour shirts, go to inlovewiththeprocess.com, order it there now. I I cannot express this enough. They will fucking sell out. As soon as this podcast comes out, they will probably be sold out. So go there now and grab one of them. Um, and these are the prints. These are the ones that we made specifically for the show, or for the uh, film quest show. And I also put up, I, had st- I still have some left. I put up the uh, storyboard shirts as well. So those are up there too. Those are 35 bucks. And we're still doing pre-orders for the 12KM Soundwave Skull Shirt, which is only 30 bucks. Uh, I know some of you have put in your orders uh, over a month ago. Shit got crazy with the film festival. So bear with us. Pre-orders are open for the 12KM Soundwave Skull Shirt. This is a great shirt. You should get your hands on it. I love the design of it. Um, it's the skull wearing headphones and it, the skull's jaws made from sound waves. It's fucking cool. It's a really cool shirt. So, all this stuff can be found at InLoveWithTheProcess.com in the store. You'll see a link for the store. All right. Um, so, let me see. What else is on my list here that I didn't talk about? Um, well, let me just say one of the things that was really cool about Film Quest and Especially the lineup that we were in because we screened uh, the last short screening, which they—I don't know if it was called Best of the Fest or whatever they called it. Um, it, I, I was in awe of the other short films that I was up against, and and some of them were just fucking epic in scale and scope. There was some like massive. it Looks like uh, you know Lucas Arts created spaceships. Um, there was some amazing. Uh, uh, almost like claymation animation stuff that was done that uh, just blew our minds. And then I found out that the filmmaker made that stuff um, in his fucking living room. And I think they sold to Jordan Peele. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the air. But uh, yeah, dude, fuck. Like, the the stuff was crazy. And, and while I was watching our block, right, the block of, of films that we were in, I kept going to myself, please let us be a closer. Please let us be a closer because there were so many great fucking films. And as each time it rolled up, each time a new credit came up and it wasn't us, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And we almost made it to be a closer. We were the second to last, um, uh, which was cool. I mean, the last one was a great sci-fi epic. It was kind of long, but it was a great sci-fi epic. Um, And um, I, I, I was just honored to be in that group you know and it there's nothing better than when you're programmed with really great filmmakers and i met so many of them that did all sorts of really cool stuff like uh really great uh sci-fi really great comedy like really great horror um and w- what happens is, is when you're in a film festival and you're screening with these peers and the, these are people that see your work too and then you can make a strong connection with these folks they become uh, part of your, ah, they, they, they make you, they make you step up, right? They make you get better at your work. Uh, if you're smart enough and you make good connections with them, you can reach out to them and they become part of your support system, right? Where it's like, Hey, I'll send you a rough cut of this. What do you think? Especially if you really like their work. I dude, David and the, the dudes from Laura. I love those guys. I consider them brothers at this point. And, uh, I mean, I want to go to Scotland and make a movie over there just so that those guys can produce it (laughs) so I can just hang out with those guys. You know, Um, it's just this is what your boy's rambling here. But this is one of the benefits of going to a good film festival. And we will continue on the show to sort out the fucking assholes. Right. Because there's a lot of scammy fucking film festivals. I had quite a few. Once we got into film quests, that were writing to me and going, we want your film. Uh, you know, Here's a discount on, on the thing. And some of them got your boy here. Like Some of them really convinced me. There's a specific one in fucking Paris, by the way, who reached out and said, hey, we want to have you in the film festival. Can you do this? And then you pay whatever they pay. And then they go, rejected. Fuck you. You just wanted my money. There's a lot of that out there, man. And w- we will continue to try to sort through that. As we do this show to protect you, the filmmaker, from these fucking leeches and these vultures that are out there just sucking money out of us. You, you, you hear how... Uh, that's usually when I start my rant. Is what, I, I hate it when people take advantage of us. And you know what it is? They, they, they take advantage of our uh, imposter syndrome. They take advantage of our insecurities. They know when we're at our low, Right. Many of these like little vultures know when we've been rejected, and they just sort of swoop in and go, "I think your stuff is amazing. Why don't you just come in? Like we'll discount, we'll discount your uh, thing." What's that? It's like yesterday's cult show. Oh, what was the cult show that we were watching yesterday on Netflix? Um, the Twin Flame. Twin Flame. Yes, we started watching that. It felt very similar to how the cults prey on people and, people, yeah. and needy and desperate people. And I think so many of us in this business become desperate and needy for attention and for for some sort of uh, validation that everything that we gave up and all of our hard work and the fact that we're not making money, it's worth something. We need that validation. And I think that there are a lot of vultures, like I said, that are swooping around and uh, they come in the form of film festivals. They come in the form of uh, really schlocky uh, gear companies right, uh, that are just on the hunt to take advantage of us. Um, there was some interesting folks that I talked to out in the festival about that shit, by the way. I'm going to try to get one of the sales agents. Uh, FilmQuest put together this panel with sales agents that was like very eye-opening on, on uh, the rules on casting your movie and how much you spend on your movie and how much you can expect to make back on your film uh, if you don't have great talent attached to it. Um, and I'm going to try to get him on the show. I'm going to reach out to him uh, and uh, see if I can get him on because I felt like the Q and a was too quick. I think they, they had the ability to answer maybe four, four questions, five questions. And I I have a lot more questions and, you know, talking about vultures and, and how to protect yourself and uh, make sure you're reading your contracts. And who do, who do you talk to about a solid contract? And, uh, it, it, it. so when you hear your boy get uh, irritated and upset and passionate and I start to go on rants and I even went on a rant when we were on stage um it, it's because it triggers me when I feel like someone's just swooping in and taking advantage and and, and leveraging our insecurities against us I fucking hate that shit I really do I really do it makes me mad anyway anyway this is positive the show's positive today uh, so, let's see, what else did I have on my list? Am I just ranting and raving today? I think so. Um, here's the thing. One thing that I, I tried to do while I got to see uh, Come Home with an audience for the first time. Uh, I think it's great. Everything that we went through, all the people that we met, being able to do the podcast, you know, getting the nomination, being awarded stuff, all that stuff was really awesome. And... In uh, retrospect, it's really great to sort of appreciate that. But I, if, if I didn't get any of that. The reason why we were going, two reasons. One was I thought Lance is amazing in this movie. I think he's an amazing actor. And I think actors have a real hard time, real hard time uh, getting noticed by other directors. And I sort of take it on as a responsibility of mine. When you work with me and you really do... Uh, put in the effort and you really create something amazing. It's my responsibility to put you in situations in which I can introduce you because there's nothing better than being introduced to an actor by another director that makes work that you like. That's the move. That's how actors get work. And so all this other bullshit out there, all these other courses about like how to get noticed in Hollywood and you you just follow these steps, you follow these routines, make sure you take these classes and make sure that, uh, you know, you're out there and you're working with young filmmakers. It's all bullshit. It's it's, it's just it's it's uh, hollow answers that are given to a solid question, which is like, how do I get more work as an actor? And I think the only thing you can take from that hollow shit is work with young filmmakers that you respect and you love. But how do you get hired by those young filmmakers? Right? Right place, right time. Do you find some... Uh, Post and backstage or something and you're like fuck this 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 worked out turns out that I'm working with the next you know You know sam Raimi. Holy shit. I had no idea now. It's bullshit man. It, It comes down to the directors that you work with the producers that you work with Suggesting you and putting you in that the ring and the hat for another project and For a film festival like this with so many directors out there looking I knew that bringing lance along and putting him in the situation like why do you think he's a co-host on the fucking show not only is he a great co-host but he also got to have two-hour conversations with each and every one of the directors that were, were there you know what i mean it's strategic you have to be smart about this shit and i feel like as a as a as a director that brings people in and oftentimes i can't pay for stuff Uh, It's the fucking least I can do. Why do you think all my leads showed up and were at the house? I I literally walked each and every one of them around and introduced them to the directors that I thought would be good fits for them. And so this goes out to directors and producers and young producers that are making this stuff. You know, uh, actors aren't just talent. Actors aren't fucking couches that you buy and you put in the scene and you throw out when you're done. Actors give us the content that we need to shine. I wouldn't have got best director if it wasn't for Lance. And so it is our duty. It's our duty to make sure that they get more work, to make sure that they're in good positions. So anytime that as a director, you're invited to a party or you're invited to a screening, or if you're invited to some event and you work with an actor that you love, bring them along, bring them along. And if you're smart about it, you don't bring them along and go, this is an actor and he's really great. You bring them along as your friend because hopefully you've formed some sort of bond with them as you worked together, right? So they just come as your friend. I don't know how many times I've had my friends be with me and I've had the person across the table go, I know you from somewhere, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than when that happens. I know that, how do I know this guy? Or like, Like the actor will go up and go to the bathroom and then the person will lean across the table and go, why do I know this person? I go, oh, yeah, yeah, he was in my movie. He was fucking crushing. Oh, right, he was that guy in that film. Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting about how he works? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then you start talking. So when that person comes back and sits down at the table, now they have a genuine connection. They didn't even fucking do it. There's a genuine connection and bond that happens there where that producer may lean across the table and go, I really liked your stuff. Right? Right? That's how the fucking game works. And that's what people aren't telling you. And our business is gatekept; It really is. It is about who you know. It is your friends. It really is. That's the business. And so the only way you're going to get into these rooms and get access and successful stuff with that is by paying it forward. If you guys listen to the Chase Manhattan episode, that guy really knows about paying it forward. He really does. I had a, a, a fan of the show go, is he for real? Like a lot of his stories didn't seem real. No, he is, dude. <laughs> he's, he's the real deal, man. He's the real fucking deal. And what I love about him so much is that he does he pays it forward without expecting anything in return. And, you know, subtly, you know, he I think he kind of hopes that it will put him in the right place at the right time if he does so. But he, he, he doesn't do it for that, which is great. And a guy that has done that for me, uh, who also stayed with us, who also was at the house with us, uh, is an amazing director, uh, Ryan Spindell. Now, Ryan directed The Mortuary Collection, which I just Gene and I just watched again uh, on TV the other night. It's a great fucking movie. Uh, I respect and love ryan's ability to tell stories visually uh the two of us get real nerdy when we're together uh the joke is is that you know we're brothers from another mother it really is really is true um and uh ryan has gone above and beyond for me multiple times like he has been the guy out here who's called me up and said mike there's like a hard film directors get together at a bar you want to come you can come and be my guy And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, out of nowhere, I'll get these calls from him. Um, And he has been such a support system and introducing me to folks. Um, I love him for it. And like uh, the the behind the scenes joke, and I think I've talked about it on the show, was that years ago when I first started this podcast, apparently Ryan had written to me and sent me an email that I either missed or was too busy. And it it wasn't because I was a big dog back then. I was just running around trying to run a production company um and so i think he was miffed by it (laughs) and so when i finally got him on the show because i reached out to him after Gina saw the mortuary collection and put me and put him on my radar and so when i reached out to him he was like yeah i'll be on the show and then he dropped the bomb on me and he was like you know you never responded to my email when i wrote to you (laughs) but even with that he has still been solid to me and still introduced me to stuff so i was so excited to be able to invite him to the house and have him be a part of our group and him and I really kind of bonded even further uh, with this last adventure. Um, but the point of this story is that directors can support directors. And even if you see a director as direct competition, it, there, is nothing, there is nothing better uh, for you personally and for your reputation than being able to humbly introduce another director as being amazing. And being better than you on par with you and just having those introductions done by somebody else is like it's wonderful and the, we need to support each other right we as creators down in the dirt the ones that are preyed upon by the big places right the reason why strikes happen there we need to support each other because no one else is going to fucking support us no one else is going to support us and you have so much in common with your fellow director and with your actor, we go through this bipolar business of rejection. And uh, the the only way you can survive any of this stuff is if we are promoting each other, supporting each other, bringing each other into rooms and making it happen. And be open-minded about who is in your friend group. We've had so many different people from so many different places, so many different cultures, so many different genders on our show. and. The one thing that I loved about all of it was that all of that stuff that everybody is labeling everything right now to put it into some like really nifty little marketing scheme or promotion, none of that fucking mattered. We all connected on the same shit. What's it like day one when we set up our first shot? It sucks, and it sucks for everybody. What's it like when we're trying to cast and we're trying to find people and and we're so concerned about picking the right actor because it'll ruin our movie if we don't? We all deal with that. What's it like the first time we screen a movie in an audience? We all feel the same fucking way. It doesn't matter who you are, what color you are. It doesn't matter where you fucking come from. If we just support each other, right? Right? I mean, I'm happy that the strike's over. In theory, right? It's supposed to be over right now. I think SAG's finally signing a deal. So I think we're finally done. But I'm going to be honest with you. The strike didn't do fuck all for us. Didn't do anything for me as an independent director. It doesn't do anything for most of you as independent directors. Now, finally, after being like in purgatory, if you're a guy that owns gear, if you're someone that is uh, on the crew, we've all been in fucking purgatory over these fights. And it really doesn't do anything for us. Now, these people that needed what they needed, which I fully support them getting paid adequately, writers getting paid the right way, not abused. But at the end of the day, They only got that because they're in their own union. They're in their own specific union. They've created a group that supports and defends themselves. Us as independent directors and creators and producers have to form our own community. We have to form our own group of support. A solid, healthy group that isn't full of envy. That isn't full of, uh, uh, what was I saying on the other show? Trauma It's not full of trauma So I'm putting these things out there Because It's our responsibility To do this If we're expecting the industry to give us things We have to give the industry back things That's just the way it works Otherwise we'll suck it dry You know what I mean? Wow that was an interesting little rant wasn't it? I don't know Let me slow it down a little bit here (sighs) Uh, look, one of the things that I I was a bad friend I was a bad friend this week I got so involved with Film Quest. I got so involved with all this stuff That I missed my boy uh, David Creed. I missed his birthday So I, I sent him a text last night I felt like a fucking asshole um, I will be sending him another I'll call him today um, I, Sorry I missed your birthday, brother I hope you had a great one. I know you're traveling in Europe and I've seen the pictures of all the meats that you're eating and I'm completely envious of it. Um, And uh, I missed you in Film Quest. Uh, His joke to me, I was giving him shit and I was like, we got nominated for best cinematography. He goes, yeah, you would have won if I (laughs) did it. That's why I love my friends. (laughs) (laughs) We missed you at film quest dude and um can't wait to do the next project with you because uh yeah you're right you'll probably, we'll probably win <laughs> <laughs> um yeah man so i don't know I, I think i should probably wrap this episode up i hope you guys found it semi-interesting as i barely took a breath and just dumped all sorts of shit on you but big shout out again thank you jonathan what a gentleman and his team over at film quest gentlemen and talk about someone that is willing to share and give context and do stuff uh you do it right brother your 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 film festival is phenomenal and uh the family that we met at that film festival is fantastic and the merch is amazing i don't know if they're selling the merch to the public but you should go check it out like their merch table was like holy fuck um really great stuff and uh Thank you to uh, Gina for her support, as always. She's got headphones on. I don't know if she can hear me. I don't think she can. She's got noise-canceling headphones on back there. But, uh, yeah, thank you to Gina for helping me make this movie and to continue uh, supporting me through the bipolar roller coaster that is trying to be a director. And um, really, like, she was the big star as far as this. And I, I, I talked about this. I don't know if I talked about it on one of the shows, but I definitely talked about it when we were uh, in the groups. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to come home when have been as good as it is without her. And she came through as a hero, helped me find Travis, knew when I was at my lowest on the first day of making this movie, how to keep me motivated, how to keep me driven, how to keep me sane, and then also pushed me through the post production to make it bigger and better than what it was initially. So, um, she has an associate producers credit on it for all good reason. And, um, yeah, she was there really making the movie better for us. So thank you. See, I give her compliments. She's always like, you never give me compliments. And now she's got her headphones on. She doesn't get to hear it. (laughs) It feels even better this way. (laughs) Uh, yeah, big shout out, um, to everybody. And, um, that's it, man. I'm going to wrap this up, man. You're ranting and you're rambling, buddy. What do we leave? What do we leave you with? We'll leave you with... What do we got left here on the board? Oh, we'll do a little... Yeah, we did that before. Let's do... All right, I got a track. All right, we'll leave you with a classic. Thanks for listening, everybody. The show will go back to its regular scheduled programming. Okay, so we're going to go back to releases on Tuesdays and uh, hopefully a follow-up on Thursdays. Uh, I've got a bunch of really fascinating guests lined up for the rest of the year, a lot more from the Fujifilm Creators series, um, and then we're going to be pushing real hard on the food series stuff next. Um, so uh, yeah, lots of fucking cool stuff coming, man. And to give you guys just a teaser, uh, I think next week, if I can get it edited in time, I think next week's episode is going to be with this this guy, his name is Gator. Gator, right? He is the craft service guy on Yellowstone, on all the Yellowstone series stuff. And uh, he's cool as fuck. We talk a lot about uh, what he feeds the cast and crew of that show. We talk about how he became the guy writing the official cookbook for Yellowstone, which is like a New York bestseller now. Yeah, dude. If you want to talk about a fun fucking episode, that one should be coming out next week if I can get my shit together. All right, that's it. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll leave you with the classic Abyss from Betamax.